Hello, welcome back to the Life in the Wrist podcast. Hope you all are doing well. It's been a little while. I apologize for missing last week's upload. I was doing a little bit of traveling, but the traveling actually um, allowed me to um, think about the topic that I'm going to be discussing today, and that is purchasing habits if you're just getting into watches. So I think some of you may be, um, may be seasoned collectors who have purchased many watches over your sort of lifetime that you've been involved in in watches. And so um, that's probably might be some of you who are listening to this podcast, but others of you, you might just be getting into watches and you might just be getting into researching watches, identifying watches that you think um, fit your style and fit what you're looking for and something that you're going to wear on your wrist. And you're about to take that leap into purchasing a watch and finding a watch that you want to add to your collection but a lot of the times it's difficult to look where this watch is, where the watch that you're looking for is available and be sure that where you're purchasing it from is, is the right place. So I thought I would discuss um, a couple of things that I think you should really make sure that you do when it comes to purchasing a watch. And this has, has to do with where you are purchasing the watch from. Um, there are many ways that you can buy a watch. Uh, you can buy it online, in person, all kinds of different places. But I do think there are some basics that sort of add to the journey of being a watch collector and being a person who buys watches. So I'm going to discuss maybe sort of like the normal the normal flow that 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 that's. Um... So I think that um, I'll start off with sort of the normal flow of how one normally purchases a watch and the journey that you know, maybe you go on as a, as a individual um, just getting into watches. So I think there's a lot of research that I, I say is extremely important to do as you go through, um, as you go through the, the research phase of figuring out what watch you want to purchase. You do a lot of research on the brands that you like, identify a watch that you think is, is uh, in your wheelhouse of what you enjoy and you start looking maybe online at the prices of these watches and where you can purchase them. Now for a lot of folks who are listening to this podcast, it might be a watch that is very difficult to get your hands on. And I think that's something that happens a lot. Let's just say it's a Rolex, a steel Rolex, uh, for example. And so, you know, I think there's a lot online saying, you know, go to the retailer, find authorized dealers who might own, have this watch. Um, and you can't find it and so you sort of maybe get uh, impatient and you start looking online to see if you can find it maybe on a second-hand market because that's a very big place. So because you can't find it in maybe authorized dealers or at a boutique, the normal um, flow that you'll end up going through is let me go online, see if I can find it maybe on the gray market or maybe if I can find it um, uh, second-hand somewhere. And so you could go to gray market dealers, you could go to uh, places like Corona 24 to do a little bit of research and finding who might have them available. So I think the base case is a lot of people will go and see if they can purchase it secondhand. Now, I don't have anything against purchasing watches secondhand. I think it's a great opportunity for you to find a, disc, a watch at perhaps some sort of discount from what the retail price is. It also allows you to maybe get the watch sooner than you would like. But I think that something really, that's really important, and I've spoken about this extensively, is the idea of patience. Being a watch collector takes time. You have to 
take the time to learn about the watches that you're interested in, learn about watchmaking in general, but you also have to be patient in um, in uh, you have to be patient in in waiting for the watch that you can eventually purchase. I think the second market is a great place, but it has its pitfalls, right? You have to trust the dealer who's selling it. You have to trust the condition that it's in. Um, sometimes you're going to have to pay a premium, which maybe you don't want to do for that specific watch. So there are pitfalls for, for doing that. But I think the main point is patience, being patient to, to wait for that watch to come. So the three suggestions that I have are ways that you can purchase a watch um, that require patience, but will add to your experience as a collector. I think these three, three ways of purchasing are each unique, each have their own story that you can tell, and each are an experience that every watch, watch collector should go through. So the first one is actually purchasing from the watch company's boutique. I know that that's a very hard thing for me to say, especially when I use the base case of Rolex when it's very difficult to even just get a hold of a Rolex. But I think a boutique experience, a, a, a watch company's boutique experience is a very important thing that a watch collector should go through. The reason is the watch brand has taken the time to curate their boutique in a way to give you an experience that is in line with the company's goals, company's history, company's aesthetic, company's experience. And to go through that with a brand that you really, really love, I think is an important thing that you have to do. Um, I think a really great example of this that sticks out to me is IWC. IWC boutiques are extremely unique when you compare them to other large watch company uh, watch companies boutiques. The way that they set up the stores, the environment that you're in, the interactions with the um, with the team who is running the store is extremely unique. And I think going through that allows you to sort of immerse yourself in IWC, their history, their experience, what they want to create for their customer, and will make the watches you end up purchasing a whole lot more special because you are going through that experience. Um, and so getting that boutique experience from that, that uh, company is extremely val valuable when you're, when you're going through a the watch sort of purchasing experience. So that's my first suggestion. Buy from a boutique so you can feel what a brand, how a brand wants to set up their store, their experience for their customers. Um, because a lot of the times, I mean, there's really great insights that you can get from it. Maybe you like buying it from a boutique. Maybe you realize that the boutique isn't really for you or the experience that you had wasn't great. And, you know, maybe you want to look elsewhere. Um, I think most brands do a really nice job of showing you everything that they have and you can experience all of the watches that they truly have to offer, which again is a way to open up doors and, and open up the research into that specific brand. The second way that I think is very important for someone to, uh, someone who's getting into watches, a place where they need to purchase from, is purchasing from a well-known retailer. So some, some brands um, do have their own boutiques, but they also might sell their watches to authorized dealers or retailers who sell those watches for those brands. It's another sort of way in which um, a company sells their watches. And there are many well-known 
um, retailers that um, do an excellent job of, of representing uh, those brands. A couple that come to mind, and I'm going to leave some out, um, and I apologize for doing that. It's not. It's just because I I can't name them all. But a great great list that you can think of: uh, Tiffany, um, uh, Watches of Switzerland, Vempe. Um, who, who else am I thinking of? Cellini, um, uh, Bayer, um, Bucher. There are brands. These are retailers who oftentimes sell jewelry, but they also sell our authorized dealers of watches. And again, same sort of situation with the boutiques, each different retailer has an, their own experience that a customer can go through um, when purchasing a watch. And I think this is another space that's really important within the watch world that I think someone getting into watches should go through. Um, again, these, these retailers might sell multiple brands. You might be able to get some really nice information about all the different watches that, these, that the retailer sells and compare and contrast some of the brands that they do have on offer. Similar to the boutique experience, you're submerging yourself in, in an experiential um, experience, an experience with that retailer and the environment that they want to create when um, selling watches. So going to a place like Bucher and interacting with the sales um, team there and, and um, Learning about their history is another way, another environment that you want to create sort of lasting uh, impressions on as you go through your watch buying experience. The last thing that I think is very important for someone to do is purchase a watch from auction. Now, this might be a little bit more heavily geared towards the vintage side of things. However, I do think there are auctions where, um, where modern watches are being sold. When I talk about buying a watch at auction, I, I truly do mean physically being in person um, and raising a paddle to purchase um, a watch from auction. Obviously, Philips, Christie's, Antiquorum are some of the um, big, retail, uh, big auction houses that come to mind, but there are other auction houses where you can participate in the purchasing of a watch that way. Again, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's an important lesson for one to learn. Uh, when you're at auction to um, know what price you want to pay, know everything that you can about that specific watch that you're going to be bidding on before you actually raise the paddle to place a, place a bid on that, on that lot. I think that's an important step for someone to go through because you actually learn a lot about you know, how to value watches, what's important to you when you're looking at a watch, is condition very important, are there specific things you should be looking out for. And so going through that process again is a really important thing for, for a collector to do. Um, because it's going to shape the way that they actually look at uh, watches. All the three sort of environments that I spoke about, buying at a boutique, buying from a well-known retailer, and buying at auction, are experiences where you have to have a significant amount of patience. These boutiques, retailers, or auction houses aren't always going to have the watches you're looking to buy, but they're important environments for you to submerge yourself in so that you can go through the experience of of buying a watch in these places. The second hand market is great. It allows you to get your, get your maybe get your hands on watches quicker. However, there are some pitfalls that I mentioned previously that could make the experience uh, a little bit less. Um, and again, like I said, patience is the key here. Going through the process of buying at a boutique, a retailer, an auction house is gonna take time. But watch collecting is a journey. 
I truly do believe that, and I've mentioned it multiple times, whether on, on our website, on our YouTube channels, or on our podcasts. And so um, taking the time to go through that experience is, um, com- is extremely vital. Hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. Um, if you are uh, a watch collector, watch enthusiast, be sure to follow this podcast if you aren't already. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic. You can hit us up on our social medias or send us an email. Um, if you go to our website, you'll go to the contact section on our page. But hitting, um, sending us a message on Instagram is very, very easy for us to, to talk about this topic. Um, if you um, are feeling generous and wouldn't mind rating this podcast, it really does help us out and continue to improve this podcast for you, the listeners. And with that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and until next time.